the Auro Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Enjoying soup with a show in a rat-free basement, it's the Aural Malpractice Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Chris, one of the Aural Malpractitioners here, and I have with me tonight, or whenever it is that we're recording, (laughs) Dr. Josh and Dr. Tom. I love soup. (laughs) And tits. I love tits. Yeah, nothing wrong with them. So, uh, it's been a while since we've uh, sat down Nothing and... wrong with them. Tits are not a C-average product of life. Tits are life. I mean, some are a C-average, but then others are D or B. It really depends. Chris is more of an ass man, really. At least oh. from my experience. Whoa. Wait, you and I have an experience with ass? I, I didn't know this. Well, we've been friends for a long time. I know things about you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if he's if he's disappointed about this or not, but I don't think that anyone is ever going to make a restaurant called Soup and Ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No. That's probably off the table. Even I would not go there. No, no. Soup and Ass. That just sounds like a summer in Florida. <laughs> they sell underwear in the gift shop i do have a question about soup and tits. i love tortilla soup um chicken soup cream of mushroom ass soup um i did have a question in cream and- of underwear chicken noodle Dr. Josh, you may or may not have the answer for this. I know that you're the one that kind of is our liaison with Brick Scotch. And I realized something. I wonder if he's not like competing with himself because he has soup and tits in the basement. But doesn't he also have like the Italian restaurant up on the roof of the same building? So are they kind of in competition? Is he stretching himself too thin? Does soup and tits provide soup for the Italian restaurant up on the roof? There is no situation where somebody who wants to go to an Italian restaurant is going to pivot and be like, let's go to Soup and Tits instead. You know what I mean? True. Well, what if they only wanted minestrone and, and they love tits? Again, they're not really competing with each other. Nobody's making the choice between going to a nice Italian restaurant or the basement Soup and Tit restaurant. It's two completely different things. Well, what if they just want Italian soup like that... Um pasta fagioli um <laughs> that's how you say it right that's not how my grandmother used to say it but that's how fine. did your grandmother used to say it? i'm curious now uh pasta fagioli. was she italian or was she just pretending yes i don't know how an i makes an l sound i don't know either i'm pretty sure it's fagioli whatever i don't care either way you should care it's your grandma yeah she's dead ouch what she is i'm sorry she's not gonna come back from the grave and be like hey you're saying it wrong Did she die recently? Oh, no, she's been dead for a while. Not to distract from this boring conversation about Chris's dead grandma, (laughs) (laughs) but I've decided that I'm going to start writing companies that make products that are similar and asking them if they are inadvertently competing with themselves. I'll call like a beer company and be like, I've noticed that you sell IPAs and light beers and regular beers, but... Are you concerned that those beers are all competing with each other? Only if you're communist. 
There is one beer. Try not to think about penis nunchucks. Penis nunchucks. If I'm going to soup and tits, I'm probably going for tits. You know, you do what you want to do. Hey, I just want to say one thing. Go ahead. Meatballs and ass. (laughs) (laughs) If you wanted to do it, an Italian place that really competed. Ass and schnitzels. Oh, it could be German. Okay, it could be German. They could get the uh, the the bratwursts and the. There you go. What else did? What do Germans eat? It's like all sausage, right? Yeah, they basically just eat sausage. This exciting segment of the Oral Malpractice Podcast is brought to you by Soup and Tits. Contrary to all the dirty lies being spread around, our incredible owner, Brick Scotch, personally performs daily mouth inspections on each one of our gorgeous topless waitresses to make sure that they still have all their teeth. Soup and Tits. Let's move on from talking about tits to talking about dicks, specifically animal dicks. I'm Dr. Josh, and I've got the lowdown on animal dicks. Animal dicks, animal dicks, dicks of an animal, animal dicks, big and burly, tiny and cute, short and fat, animal dicks. Well, folks, it is time for another exciting episode of Animal Dicks. Today on Animal Dicks, we are going to be talking about an insect. Actually, we are going to be talking about roach dicks. Now, roach dicks are fucking disgusting, and roaches in general are pretty much just pieces of shit, and I think everybody needs to know about it. We're going to talk about the mating habits of roaches today. Male roaches lure their victims with a sugary liquid that they secrete from their backsides. Then, while the female is completely enamored with lapping up syrup off the male's ass, the male roach makes his move. How does he do this? Well, I'll tell you. Male roaches have telescope penises. They're kind of like tiny little steampunk tentacle penises that extend out and insert themselves into the lady roach's spunk bucket. Now, you might be thinking, hang on, if the female roach is eating the male roach's ass out, then obviously he's facing away from her. How the fuck can he see where to put his telescope tentacle dick? Beats me, but since it's a telescope, I'm assuming he can probably see out of it. Now, I'm not sure how, but I'm sure that roach scientists are working that out as we speak. If you want my opinion, I think it's fucking gross. Male roaches basically have a camera lens at the end of their dicks. What a bunch of goddamn perverts. I know insertion is exciting, but do you really need an extreme close-up like that? What the fuck? And the depravity doesn't stop there because we can also add kidnapping to the roaches growing rap sheet of sexually deviant and possibly illegal behavior. You see, roach dicks have a hook at the end. So when they jam their telescope dicks inside the female, it hooks securely in place like some kind of fucked up BDSM graveling hook. And not just for a few minutes. Nope, they stay attached for 90 fucking minutes. Nice. Now that might make it seem like the male roach just pumps the female full of roach cum for 90 minutes. But the reality is much more disappointing. That's because (laughs) male roaches never fucking plan ahead. 
and they don't even bother to make the jizz until they're already inside. For the females, I imagine it's kind of like thinking that you're plugging into a cable internet connection, then discovering that it's actually dial-up. The roach stick attaches, and then the newly trapped female hears beep-boo-beep-boo-boo-beep, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Then it takes for fucking ever for the male to upload his pathetic spunk package into the female roach. In conclusion, male roaches are basically the Bill Cosby's of the insect world. <laughs> Oh, no. At least they would be if it weren't for the fact that female roaches are a bunch of greedy, ass-eating sluts with no <laughs> self-respect. What a bunch of sick fucks. Someone needs to deal with these roaches once and for all. Animal dicks, animal dicks, dicks of an animal, animal dicks, big and burly, tiny and cute, short and fat, animal dicks. <laughs> Give me some butt sugar, baby. Impressive research skills, I must say. And a couple of good show title, uh, you know, uh, potential so t- uh, show are, title. Are you talking about heat-seeking telescopic hook dicks? Or are you just talking about, uh, I don't know, butt sugar? Butt sugar sounds pretty good. Uh, steampunk tentacle penises and pathetic spunk <laughs> package are both uh, pretty good candidates, I believe. Yeah, I never, I never imagined that any creature would ever have thought the words periscope up like <laughs> during sex, but that's kind of what they do. <laughs> it's like hunt for red October, only you're looking for cockroach vagina. Heat-seeking, telescopic hook dicks. Nature's fucked up, guys. Uh. I really like the fact that they can just go at it for 90 minutes just because they weren't prepared. Usually when I'm not prepared, that leads to 90 seconds. I want to know what you're doing to prepare for sex so you don't last 90 seconds. Uh... Well, I don't know. You just like think about naked old ladies all day. Playing baseball? Yeah. With no clothes on? Yep. Eating butt juice? Wait, what? What is in the butt juice? Okay. It's glucose. Yeah, probably, yeah, glucose. Yeah. It's just like, come on over here. I got some candy for you. That kind of deal. It's on my ass. You know what, though? I, and then you get hook dicked. Honestly, if you're willing to eat ass for some glucose. You, you deserve some hook digging. I, I'm not saying they're asking for it, but they definitely allowed <laughs> that situation to happen. Yeah. And you would also think for an insect species as prolific and problematic as the cockroach that the male reproductive system would be more prepared I, I'm, I'm agreeing with tom on that you that like the butt juice right i got a i got a whole van full of butt juice right around the corner got plenty of butt juice just get in the back of my rickety van they got the kidnapping part all planned out it's sort of like you plan something but you don't expect it to work so you don't go through the other half of it you just start with the first part and expect it to fail yeah, who kidnaps a lady and hasn't thought through what's going to happen next? It's just that nobody expects butt juice to work. Then all of a sudden cockroaches arrived and it's just like, huh, yeah. I never thought the butt juice was going to pull it off. All I have to give, I have butt juice to give to my country and the ladies love it. Apparently. The ladies love my butt juice. Interesting. There's a show title. The ladies love my butt juice. The ladies <laughs> love my butt juice. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I do what I can. Uh, adding it to my list here. <laughs> Ladies, love my butt juice. <laughs> Not me personally, but Dr. Tom's. But I like the way you said it better. You sound more confident about your butt juice than I do. Butt juice. Butt, butt juice. Butt juice. Butt, butt juice. How do you find out if a lady's into butt juice without ruining your opportunities if they aren't? You secrete the butt juice and then it attracts them. If, it, if we go by cockroach logic anyway yeah that's what you do cockroach logic you just find a lady bend over and start secreting 
<laughs> and she's either into it or she's not. I, I said it for years in cockroach logic. I wasn't saying human logic. Bend over and start secreting. Anyway. Tom doesn't seem to be making a clear distinction, so I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm sure there are people's uh, dating profiles that have that. ChristianMingle.com? Possibly. A lot of Christians are really repressed. Oh, can you imagine just having that right up front? I would love to have my ass eaten, but only if we're married. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm only going to eat the ass juice of the man I marry. Yeah. Only in marriage and if your dick has a hook to it. I'm only going to let my husband fist me. The hook for the Christians is just the Bible. It doesn't grab well, though. It's hard to read. Once you're in, though, can't get out. Well, I've never seen anyone remove a Bible from their asshole successfully. Witness a woman so vile you lose all faith in humanity. Experience pure depraved madness as she tears through men like a rampaging tiger whore. Rage of the succubus, she'll bite your dick off and suck your blood while she balloons up and turns red like a fucking mosquito. Rage of the succubus, she'll approach you in an abandoned parking garage and claim her car won't start. She'll offer you a hand job in exchange for a ride across town. As you round a corner on your way to your car, wham, a horse will kick you in the ball sack, slamming you into the fucking ceiling and cracking your skull open. She spent years training the horse to move silently in parking garages so she could carry out her bizarre and twisted fetish. Rage of the succubus. She'll cut open your ball sack and remove your testicles. Then she'll gouge out your eyes. Then she'll sew your eyeballs into your ball sack. Then she'll sew your testicles into your eye sockets. Then she'll paint your testicles so they look like eyeballs. Then she'll abandon you in front of an unlicensed optometrist office in Tijuana, Mexico. Rage of the succubus. She'll draw you in with seductive photos, cook your favorite foods, buy you expensive gifts, and never ask for anything in return. She'll ingratiate herself with your family by being agreeable and charismatic. She'll make love to you like you're the last man on earth anytime, anywhere. Then she'll tell your wife that you've been fucking her behind her back because she's actually your vindictive estranged half-sister that no one ever told you about. Rage of the succubus. Before you ever even meet her, she'll murder your whole family except for your great Aunt Lucy, who lives in a retirement community in Boca Raton, Florida. Then she'll lure you to her apartment months later for a one-night stand. She'll tie you up and ride you like a wild animal. Then you'll glance over at the corner of the room and lock eyes with the mummified corpse of Great Aunt Lucy. As you scream in horror, she'll rip off her mask and reveal that she's actually a morbidly obese 47-year-old man. Then she'll pull off another mask and reveal that she's actually your wife, here to slit your throat for cheating on her with your estranged half-sister. Then she'll pull off another mask and reveal that she's actually your estranged half-sister, but she's also your wife because she wore a mask for your entire marriage. Then, in a flash of clarity, you'll realize that your estranged half-sister and your wife look and sound eerily similar to your great Aunt Lucy. And you'll finally realize that she is your great Aunt Lucy, who murdered and impersonated your wife, your estranged half-sister, and a random morbidly obese 47-year-old man. Faked her own death, then murdered a random drifter and re-sculpted and mummified his corpse to resemble your great Aunt Lucy, which is actually who she herself is in real life. Or is she? Rage of the succubus. Wow. That sounds really empowering. That's a... <laughs>
Yeah. It sounds complex. It, yeah, that's hard to track. Uh, I think I would have to watch that movie like seven or eight times to actually follow the uh, trail. I'm I'm assuming it's a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Was, uh, was that a movie or was it just a, uh, a warning to stay out of uh, Boca Raton, Florida? I mean, I'm not going there. Is this like uh, on Tubi or is it in theaters? Where, where, where? Sounds like a Tubi original. Yeah. It's incoherent enough to be a, a big blockbuster Hollywood horror film. That's true. That writer strike is killing everybody, apparently. It sounds like it might be, you know, worth going and seeing. Uh, I wonder if it'd be playing at the uh, drive-in not too far from me. It seems like it has a lot of great information about what women are like. Yeah, especially your great Aunt Lucy. What a bitch. This episode of the Oral Malpractice Podcast is brought to you by Get Some. Have you ever wanted some, but didn't know how to get some? Have you ever deserved some, but no one would give you some? Have you always had a waking suspicion that you could have more some if you got better at getting some when there's some for the taking? Are you constantly frustrated to find out that when you thought you could get some and showed up at the place where some was, you found out that someone else got that some because you hadn't gotten there in time to get the some that you were trying to get when you decided that you should go get some then you should call 1-800-GET-SOME at get some we are committed to the idea that you deserve some and can have some whenever you want some as long as you have the right training and motivation for getting some when there is some to be gotten we'll teach you proven get some methods so you can have some when there is some available we'll show you how to find some and how to get to the some place wherever some is before other some getters show up to get some so then you can get the some before they get some and you will then have have the sum that they were also trying to get when you were trying to get some and they were also trying to get that same sum. Call 1-800-GET-SOME so you can get some. Get some skills so you can get the sum you need when you are trying to get some. Get some! Hello and welcome to Questions and Answers. The part of the show where Dr. Tom and Dr. Josh attempt to answer questions from our listeners while Dr. Chris talks over everyone like a fucking asshole. Can I say real quick that that last movie we talked about, Rage of the Succubus, when I first started hearing that, I really thought it was just a spoken word death metal song. <laughs> Later on, I found out it was a movie. I'm going to go see it. Okay. They, maybe they should have made it more clear that it was a film. I, I think I got the gist. I thought it was a real succubus. I was terrified. All right. So like, I already hate horses. Don't give me another reason. <laughs> Question number one. I am a 400-pound, 55-year-old man who is an avid naturalist and identifies as a hot girl. Will George take naked photos of me while he is naked too? Ask George. I think we went over something similar to this last time. We are not going to answer questions for George. George does not do anything actually on the show. He does make little ads and stuff for his photography business, but he's not Dr. Tom, he's not Dr. Chris, and he's definitely not Dr. Josh. 100% certain he's not Dr. Josh. Guaranteed not Dr. Josh. So if you have any questions about George, you have to just go to his photo parlor and ask him. Yeah. We're not here to speak for him. We're just here to accept the money he gives us for advertising for him. Yeah. Yeah, for the record, I am one of the galaxy most successful music managers. I don't need to offer free pictures to get hot girls. Definitely not. Exactly. You get space girls. That must be pretty cool. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, hot space girls. Ooh, space and tits. Bang hot space chicks in your space Lamborghini. If they got enough tits. How many is enough? The more the merrier. You know, is there like a magic number? Is there, Are we talking about like somebody that looks like a walking bunch of grapes or what? If you got 
more than three or four okay. and you don't got a dog face, I'm good. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what if their tits are so big they cover the face? I <laughs> Even better. Yeah, so you don't have to hear them talking? I should have expected that response. You don't need a face on a lady. Just tits. They're just a collection of parts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Question number two. I think that might be one of the worst things I've said on this podcast. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Question number two. Did this question go through? I'm not too good with computers, and the kids are both in college, and the wife is out grocery shopping with one of her girlfriends, who I think is some kind of lesbian with shame issues. I hope they aren't just having gay sex somewhere because we're out of adult diapers and there's no bacon in the house. There's no... What's the question? The question was at the beginning. Can you start that over? Yeah. Did this question go through? Yes. Yes, it did. Yes. Yep. Asked and answered. Yeah. I I don't know what you should do about your gay wife, lesbian sex with adult diapers and bacon. Well, it would be really worse to know that they bought the bacon before they had the lesbian sex because that bacon is just getting warm in the car. Either she's going to leave you for the lesbian or maybe she brings the lesbian home with some bacon and adult diapers and you have a good time. And it sounds like a party. Yeah. Typical Friday night in most retirement villages. Yeah. You know, like south of the border fish taco night. Question number three. This one seems to be pretty relevant to our discussions thus far tonight. Are you going to die if you stop talking about dicks and all related symptoms, ass and all related symptoms, and shit? Did someone try to reenact the plot of Speed on You 3? I have no idea what that is. Is a hostage going <laughs> to die if you stop talking about dicks, ass, and or shit? Oh, I see what they're saying. Yeah, so the movie Speed, they were all, you know, there was a bomb on a bus. They had to maintain a certain speed or the bomb was going to detonate. Oh, yeah. okay. They're looking at our podcast and thinking to it like, okay, there's some guy tied up in a back room somewhere with bombs all over them that are just monitoring how often we talk about dicks, ass, and shit. And if we stop doing it, I guess the guy explodes. I really don't know that there is a situation like that if there is um i'm sorry if we're not making quota and people are dying i don't care when people explode as long as it's not me the fact that this listener wrote coherent sentences mostly <laughs> this is the best listener question we've ever gotten probably definitely one of the best i want to know how many episodes of the podcast they had to listen to before they arrived <laughs> at this conclusion like this shit's not going to change the answer is probably too many what was the limit they had to reach before they were like okay i'm gonna say something <laughs> probably the episode that's labeled too many dick experiments wait no more dick experiments i got that wrong here's the deal we have a disease <laughs> and you shouldn't judge us for it. The only cure is talking about dicks. Science is working on it. We're doing our best, but nobody can be perfect. I like to think we're softballing just because, you know, nobody can get politically angry at you for just talking about dicks and shit and ass. Yeah. And that's why we have the content warning. And I guarantee this person is going to write in next time and accuse us of gaslighting them. <laughs> yep, of course. Of course. Well, this is the world they created. Thanks. I will not back down Trump 2024. <laughs> oh, okay. What have you done? We do not endorse any political candidates. Honestly, people would get more mad about that than me saying that women are just a collection of parts. Yeah. 
Well, let me let me just say this. If there was a lady running who had tits instead of a face, uh, she's got my vote. <laughs> I hope her name is Tits Face. Even better. Tits Face Titty Tits. Tits Face Johnson for president. Tits Face Pussy. Yeah, there you go. All right. You know, I, I think it's... T- her middle name is Ass. Dr. Tom, you sent me this mashup. Do you have any uh, background you want to provide uh, on it, or do you want it to just speak on its well, own? It, it generally speaks for itself, but uh, the reason I wanted to add it is to uh, make sure people are aware that even though there's like a writer strike, an actor strike, a whole bunch of rich people are mad that they're not getting enough money for their likenesses or whatever the hell's going on in Hollywood. I don't give a shit. But I wanted to let you guys know that people are still out there. They're still making movies. So just because the rich assholes in Hollywood are all on strike right now it doesn't mean there aren't real people down in the trenches making these badass films that i think you're honestly gonna love let's take a listen he rules over the east a trained killer known by many names the manslayer the night terror the haunter of children's dreams but to everyone he is the jungle tiger And from the West, they're zany, they're comical, and so lovably stupid. It's Harry and Lloyd in their goofiest adventure to date. Hey, Harry, try not to think about penis nunchucks. What? What are you? Try not to think about penis nunchucks, Harry. I'm not thinking about penis nunchucks, Lloyd. I'm not. Hmm. Stop thinking about penis nunchucks, Harry. You're thinking about penis nunchucks. Down on their luck, after investing everything they owned into NFTs, Harry and Lloyd are looking for money any way they can to pay off their subprime auto loans before their loan shark kills them. Maybe we can make a lot of money mining Bitcoin. Maybe we can make a lot of money making penis nunchucks. This website has free online degrees for 500 bucks a piece. We can be doctors. I'm a doctor of penis nunchucks. Things are looking rough for a while, but then there's a glimmer of hope. Look, Lloyd, two job openings at the zoo feeding animals. Oh boy, I love animals, Harry. I can't believe you didn't say anything about penis nunchucks. Told you you were thinking about penis nunchucks? Stop thinking about penis nunchucks. Meanwhile, the tiger, a solitary, deadly hunter, caged for years and hungry for the flesh of its captors, plots his revenge against the humans who imprisoned him. And after a brief orientation, the two dumbest caretakers of all time find themselves stuck together on the night shift. And it's time to feed the animals. Why are we in the tiger cage? Why are we in a tiger cage? And why is the door locked? Ah, the tiger's awake! Quick, hit it with something! Hit him with your penis nunchucks. From the twisted minds who brought you Dumb and Dumber. It's gonna kill us! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing! That joke doesn't work here! What joke? And some homeless guy who says he directed Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dumbass! That sounds like a quality movie. Wow! 
This would be a great double feature at the drive-in. Rage of the Succubus plus Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dumbass. That would be a great mashup. Maybe put the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dumbass first. You know, that's more of the one for the kids versus the Succubus. Bring your kids to both. You can learn about tigers while you learn about women. Did the tigers actually eat them in the movie? I hope so. Because I'd go see that. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it, but it's 90 minutes of two idiots trapped in a cage with a tiger. So, I mean, there's only so many places they can hide. It's almost like Biodome with a tiger. Biodome should have had a tiger. Oh. That would have been so cool. That, that would have been really cool. You just changed that movie. You could have redeemed that whole movie just by putting either a serial killer oh. or a tiger in the Biodome with them. You could call it Biodome 2, Biodome with a tiger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice and simple. Everyone knows what they're going to see. And Polly Shore can do his own stunts. He can be eaten by a real tiger. Polly Shore and Jackie Chan versus a tiger. Rush Hour 4. <laughs> can we put Chris Tucker in there, too? Just just so he gets eaten by a tiger? No. Fuck that guy. Yeah, okay. You hate him so much you don't even want to see him get eaten by a tiger? Yeah. That's fair. I don't know if I'm going to like the next segment because it's brand new and Dr. Josh is in charge, but... We'll, we'll give anything a try. Uh, let's take a look at rapid fire. You can't always be the top. <laughs> yeah. Rapid fire. All right. So, Dr. Josh, tell us a little bit about this segment and how it works and what it's about. I went on the Internet and found a lot of questions that oh, people no. have asked. And since you guys are doctors, I figured you could answer them. So the idea here is that I have a huge list of questions and we're going to see how many questions you can answer before you're tired, like really, really tired of answering questions. Oh, this is an oh, endurance shit. challenge. Okay. Sort of. Are we allowed to take bathroom breaks? We'll just see how many we can get through, you know, in the next 10 minutes or so. Are these uh, more competent than our listener <laughs> no. questions? No. Awesome. <laughs> Damn it. The only difference is you have to answer them quicker. Are they grammatically correct? Like, are we just going to be listening to you just trying to regurgitate some Ukrainian trying to speak English? These are not long questions. Oh, okay. All right. Throw down the gauntlet. Let's go. Question one. What should I do after eating a sandwich? Digest Take a shit. One at a time, boys. Take Digest a shit. it. All right. I can't believe we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18, we still have not mastered not talking over each other. This is why it takes fucking forever for me to edit these. Okay. You died in a funny way. You died in a funny way. You, 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 you died in a funny way. If uh, I get a toothache, I pull someone's eye out. All right, you want to try again? Take a shit. Digest it. Next. What kind of sandwiches do you make for your husband? Ham and cheese. Don't have a husband. Ham and cheese. Right. If a wife makes her husband a grilled cheese sandwich, but he won't eat the grilled cheese sandwich, what happens next? I guess she makes him another one and sees if he eats that one. She throws it at his fucking face. What if my husband is right and I am only capable of making sandwiches? Make sandwiches. I mean, what else are you going to do? Like, why would you not do the one thing that you're good at? <laughs> <laughs> How can I train my wife to make me the best sandwiches in the world? Tasty.com. YouTube. A few more sandwich questions. <laughs> Is it okay to eat a sandwich by getting my wife to chew it up and spit it into my mouth? No. No. No, that's how birds do it and you're not a baby. Grow the fuck up. Why does my husband like to spit in my mouth? <laughs> Ew. 
I don't know. I have no fucking idea. He's got a weird fetish. Can I spit in my wife's mouth? Only if you have consent. Have you asked her? No, apparently he's chosen to ask the internet instead. Weird. <laughs> yeah, can you give me permission? No, we can't give you permission on your wife's behalf. Even doctors have limits. What is the spiritual meaning of spitting in someone's mouth? The blood of Christ? Something having to do with sin. <laughs> what does spitting in someone's mouth mean in witchcraft? I don't know. Something about sharing the spirit? No, spit. Yeah, no. I, I have no idea. Do you like potatoes? Definitely. They're okay. What are the benefits of a potato? Uh, lots of starchy carbohydrates. They're good for uh, keeping you energized, I guess. You can eat it. What do you think of potatoes? I think they're pretty good. Let me all answer that. Why do potatoes? I guess if uh, you're lonely. Yeah, you're really desperate. Why do we cook potatoes? Well, that's just a personal choice, I suppose. You could eat them raw if you want. They taste better cooked than raw. What is the biggest no-no when cooking potatoes? Don't cook them in citric acid. Don't burn yourself. How long do you cook new potatoes? I don't know, 15 minutes. Who invented mashed potatoes? Uh, thanks for giving me a chance to answer, you fucking asshole. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, less time than you cook old potatoes. Who invented mashed potatoes? Dr. Wilford P. Mash. Dr. Chris, didn't you invent mashed potatoes? No. Uh, it must have been invented in... Are we talking about the dance or are we talking about the... Do people still eat mashed potatoes? I think so. Yes. Where does mashed potatoes come from? Potatoes. Potatoes. What culture is mashed potatoes? White. Multiple. What happens if I eat cabbage every day? Gas. Probiotic bliss. What would happen if a person only ate carrots? Uh, they turn orange and they snort a lot of cocaine and they slit each other's throats. <laughs> there you go. I agree with everything Dr. Tom said. What would happen if I ate nothing but carrots for two weeks? You'd snort a lot of cocaine and slit everybody's throats. What are the top five? benefits of carrots. Slitting people's throats and snorting cocaine. And um, I agree with Dr. With Tom. Five benefits um, and you turn yeah. orange and your eyesight's good and you pee orange. Alright, that's five. What are the additional benefits of eating carrots? Uh, your poop's orange too. Anything to add? I, I, no, we're good. I agree with Dr. Tom. <laughs> what would happen if you ate nothing but celery? Poop's green, pee's green. You don't slit anyone's throats so it's just not as cool as carrots. <laughs> Celery also has a caloric deficit on it by default, so you'll probably just die. Don't eat celery, you'll die. What's the point of drinking water if we just pee it out again? Your cells need water. Yeah, but they, they pee them out. Yeah, but that's waste liquid. Obviously, they didn't need that water. See, you gotta keep drinking water because you don't know which water is the right water. Your body keeps the right water, takes all the wrong water, pees it out. Exactly. Why does drinking water make me pee so much? <laughs> <laughs> we just discussed Because this. you're not sweating enough. You should exercise more. How do I drink more water without peeing so often? Eat a ton of salty food first. Will that make you balloon up? Probably. Have you considered gluing your dick hole shut? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like I want to pee while washing the dishes? The sound of the water mentally associates with the sound of you peeing. You didn't go pee before you started washing the dishes. That is a really good answer. What happens if you pee in the shower? Uh, it goes down the drain. Your feet get oxygenated? I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. What does pee do to the bottom of your feet? Hardens them, right? You know you get the baseball players, like, they'll harden the skin on their hands by peeing on them? No! What? Roger Clemens used to do it. He used to pee on his own hands because it would toughen up the, uh, the palms of his hands. It just toughens up your feet. Huh. So if you got bad shoes, you should just pee on your own feet. Okay! If anyone thinks this show isn't educational, you have just proved them wrong. <laughs> it's like Sesame Street. Yeah. Roger Clemens pees on his hands. I hope we get sued by Roger Clemens. He'll be like, I don't do that shit. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Do you sometimes pee your pants? Mm, no. 
No. Why do I love peeing my pants? Because it's easy. I'm guessing that you like that brief warm feeling that you might feel before you start <laughs> feeling cold. Why does it feel so amazing to pee in my pants? <laughs> well, that's probably why you like peeing in your pants. You have a fetish for adult diapers. Does it feel amazing? I don't know. Why does it feel? I've never tried it before. All right, I'll write that experiment down. Pee my pants and see how it feels. I really want to go to the store and pee in my pants on purpose. That's not a question. What are some suggestions? Wear adult diapers. <laughs> I recommend a Walmart. Nobody will notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. How can I pee myself without a diaper and get away with it? Walmart. You could do what they do with NASCAR drivers. You take a condom, you cut the end of the condom off and take a long plastic tube, attach it to the condom, and then you can have the plastic tube go down your leg. You can pee all you want. It'll show up on the floor, but nobody will be able to tell that you did it. Wear three pairs of sweatpants. By the time it soaks through the third pair, you're already gone. Wow. That was actually very well thought out for both of you. <laughs> I didn't know you were a NASCAR driver. I'm not. I just heard a random fact on a podcast or something. Hey, if you can pee like a NASCAR driver, you can drive NASCAR. That's probably the hardest part of it is peeing while you're taking a corner. I just love the image of Chris running around his backyard <laughs> pretending he's a NASCAR driver. <laughs> Peeing himself. And there's just a tube flapping behind him with piss coming out. <laughs> Has someone ever peed in your diaper before? I don't think so. Yeah, me. Someone else probably is what they meant. Oh, someone else? Oh, no. I hope not. Hopefully my mom or dad didn't pee in my diaper. All right, well, thank you guys for answering those important questions that actual people wrote on the internet. You made it. Wait, that's it? That was a lot of questions. Oh, shit. Good job. You're welcome. Dr. Tom, you and I are, are, are awesome no, at this. No, we're terrible. Yeah, you know, sometimes you start out with sandwiches and you wind up with spitting in someone's mouth. And then you suddenly realize you've had that same question your entire life. And it's like, no, I don't have the answer. Yeah, or you just say this person's a freak and I've never even thought of that. Or you can try to spit in somebody else's mouth and see what you think about it. <laughs> you go ahead and do that, Dr. Tom. Uh, I thought, I thought... I guess, like... For science is the only reason I can think to do it. I thought we mentioned the whole idea of consent. Well, when you sit next to somebody on the bus, are they really offering you consent? Just spit in their mouth. <laughs> it's on the bus. You'll never see them again. Is this like the subway rule uh, in New York? Like, don't make eye contact so you can spit in their mouth as long as you don't make eye contact? Yeah, just stare it in their nose while you're doing it. Oh, gosh. Somebody looks at you cross-eyed <laughs> and then spits in your mouth. That makes it worse, I think. Actually, what you do is you spit in their mouth and ask them, why do you think I did that? And then pull out a notepad and just look them and just like get ready to write down whatever they say. And then once they start talking, you mention some, hey, did you know that male cockroaches lure in their mates by shitting out some kind of weird pheromone and then penetrating them with hook dicks? Yeah, wouldn't you just rather have your mouth spit in? Yeah, oh, uh... see, that's a great idea. What you do is you fill your mouth with whipped cream. Or just something sweet, and then Ooh. you spit that in their mouth. That's somehow even worse, because I don't want to get a flavor from somebody else's spit. And then you turn around, you pull your pants down, and you say, there's more where that came from. Well, that would only work on a New York subway. Oh, you just killed Dr. Chris. And that, my friends, is how you attract a lady. I've been doing it wrong the whole time. But you got to find one that has a mouth and doesn't have tits for a face. <laughs> okay. You know, I think we're going to wrap things up. If you have anything to say about anything we've said, feedback at oralmalpractice.com is the place to do it. Yeah, until next time, I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Josh. And I'm Dr. Tom. And thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. Uh, uh.
oral malpractice. Why do I love peeing my pants?